Have you ever felt so lost in your life that your soul feels so empty? Feeling the need to find that purpose and healing? Holy Crave Podcast is for anyone who is starting their journey through self-love or anyone who is embarking holistic healing. Women who need empowerment. Women who don't have a voice. Women who want to jumpstart their journey in reaching their higher self. In each episode, I share bit-size of my story of how I overcame an autoimmune disease and lessons I've learned in my life. We'll talk about how I had to unlearn old thought patterns that's not serving me anymore. Fears I had to acknowledge and overcome one by one. Recognizing my ego's self-limiting beliefs about my full potential and having my mentors along the way who have helped me shift that mindset to tuned in tapped in and turned on to my most authentic self. Hi everyone, welcome back to Holy Craze Podcast, your weekly dose of holistic wellness. In today's episode, I have a really lovely guest who co-owns the Fuel Your Happiness Crystal Shop that I really adore so much. Throughout these years of self-healing and self-development, I've met so many wonderful people and my guest today is one of them. She's a very strong woman, a very resilient one, and I was really inspired by her story as we continuously shared our most vulnerable parts of our journey. Having a lupus nephritis, which is a disease that there's no known cause and rarely being diagnosed as early as they can, is really a tough one. And I would love for you to really openly listen to this episode and bear your soul as well because you will really cultivate that gratitude attitude once you realize what you have and Patricia Diaz's story is one of those things that you would realize wow I am so fortunate like I have so many things to be grateful of than complain about not having something in my life throughout her journey it led her to really dig deep through her faith and she went through a spiritual awakening where she had this profound connection and gaining so much wisdom in her that led her to do tarot readings and that's actually how I met Patricia. She did one of my tarot readings that really broke me down and cry. I know I'm an emotional person but that was the day where she really gave me this card where this girl was holding a crystal and free falling on a cliff and the way she explained it to me is now I'm I'm letting myself go and I'm free falling with freedom and sense of inner peace and looking back seven months or that was February I felt that I felt like I was free falling and everything was falling on the right place and I feel really grateful now that I have this platform for me to share it to you guys how amazing it is if you really focused on your well-being you will really change your life and Patricia is just one of those people so I'm really excited for you guys to hear this so let's sit back and relax and let's get started hi everyone my name is Patricia Diaz I am the co-owner of Feel Your Happiness with my beautiful cousin, Kim, and I'm also the face or the voice behind the Instagram Tarot with Trisha, where I pull uh, daily card readings, pick a card readings, and I also share just inspirational quotes or um, things to kind of start your day, which I feel is very important um, in setting the tone for your day. And so it's a way for me to share what I do on my daily practice. Can you tell us your experience about ever since you got diagnosed and what was, what was it like for you? 
So my autoimmune disease diagnosis actually started in 2015, where I initially, I was getting like kind of low grade fevers and I was like, my, my arms were hurting, my joints were hurting and I had no idea what it was. And I kept pushing it to the side because at that time I was uh, 27, 26, um, 26 years old. So I didn't think too much of it. I kind of thought like, I'm young. I, it's maybe, maybe it's just growing pains or something. Um, but uh, after a while, it was something where I couldn't ignore, where I was having pains that would go up my forearm, just opening a door. And I knew something wasn't normal. So I went and got a bunch of tests done. Uh, nobody kind of knew what was going on. And they just diagnosed me with rheumatoid arthritis at that mm-hmm. time. So I had no idea what rheumatoid arthritis is. To me, when I think arthritis, I think of Oh, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but rheumatoid arthritis is, is, it's kind of in line with lupus. It's an autoimmune disease yeah. where it just affects your joints. Mm-hmm. So I had um, like swollen fingers or swollen um, like elbows, like really weird joint areas that would be really hot and swollen. So they put me on a treatment plan and I, and I was taking a daily medication for that. And it wasn't, didn't have too much of an effect on me because I think after I was on um, my medication, my daily medication, it helped a lot. And I kind of almost forgot that I even had RA or rheumatoid arthritis beginning of 2018 mm-hmm. where I got really, really sick, but not, it wasn't a normal kind of sickness. It wasn't the flu. I thought I had the flu, like you have the same like fatigue symptoms, your, um, your, your just ever all over, all over our body is in pain. One of the main concerns was that I couldn't, it was hard for me to breathe. I had really sharp pain in my lungs mm. when I would take a breath. And I think it was maybe for like two or three weeks straight, I had to sleep sitting straight up. Like I couldn't lay down. If I laid down, feel like just sharp, just pain, like almost like it was puncturing my lungs you know, and just like my back started hurting, just everywhere my lungs area was really impacted. And, you know, naturally, when you feel any of these like small things, and you kind of share it with friends, coworkers, family, just whoever just uh, would listen pretty much to see what if they've had similar experience. And a lot of the um, responses I got were, well, you're just stressed out. Or maybe are you depressed, you know, and it was like stressed out, depression, everything seems more like you'll be fine because you look okay. Yeah. That was the main, like, um, that was the main topic kind of like, well, you look fine. You look young, you're young, you look healthy. Shouldn't be any too much of a concern. Honestly, I have the same experience when I was losing weight beforehand. Like I thought I was okay because I have Graves disease. So it's a different type of autoimmune and I thought I was okay. I was still like, you know, working out and, and then until I lost 35 pounds in a month and then until like, I also felt the same way and like the flu type of symptoms where I was really having a high fever. I couldn't move. I feel weak. There's like a heavy weight behind my back that I can't even stand. And then, and it was crazy because my doctor told me that I had this type of disease and she told me like, if you want, we're going to have a surgery. Can we have another alternative medication or anything that could help me not to 
go into a very invasive procedure. And, and she said, take an antithyroid medication. So I did that. The same experience as you've had, like people thought I was okay. I mean, I'm yeah. functioning well because my brain wants to be normal, mm -hmm. but inside I'm like always agitated. Have you ever felt those kind of like emotional tendencies where you feel like you're 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 just not yourself like your soul is just so restless well in the very beginning so the beginning of 2018 for i think it was maybe like three three or four months where i didn't really have a diagnosis yet so i was in and out of um, doctor's offices specialists um, mm. my doc my primary care doctor initially thought i had congestive heart failure and so she was, she was very concerned and I'm grateful for her and just, uh, just overall, because she is the type of doctor when I just kind of let her know, like something doesn't feel right. She'll try to the bottom of it. And let me backtrack that I brought up lupus, uh, in one of our initial appointments because my, my grandma, my Lola, she also has lupus for, oh. I, I think many, I don't know, many years, maybe like over 20 years. And my aunt, who is my dad's sister, she also was diagnosed with lupus. And, and they have lupus. And I was told that it's not hereditary. It doesn't run in the family. But I did bring it up just in case. So it was easier for her to, and generally, normally takes about seven years to diagnose because it mimics so many other diseases. It has symptoms kind of all around that. They give all these symptoms to your doctor. You had no idea what was going on. Exactly. When I went to the urgent care because I couldn't breathe. They gave me an inhaler. Now I don't have asthma. I've never had asthma. And they're like, well, it looks like you're fine, you know, and they, they just completely missed it. And I don't blame them because it was very, I, I just had so many different symptoms. So yeah. I'm grateful that I was able to get a diagnosis in the amount of time that I was given. Mm. Um, and I think knowing someone or being related to someone who also had an autoimmune disease um, helped a lot. And with autoimmune disease, I don't know if any, everyone knows what it is, but it's pretty much your body is attacking itself. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and that just seems like such an imbalance because our bodies don't, aren't, aren't built for that, but our, all of our healthy cells are attacking certain things. Like with the rheumatoid arthritis, it was attacking my joints. Uh, with me, I have lupus nephritis where it was started attacking my kidney. And then with Graves disease, yeah, um, this is more of like attacking my own <laughs> thyroid where it just produces so much thyroid hormone. Now mm -hmm. it's like my body's completely running like 100 miles per hour. So everything is high. Heart rate is high. My, I almost, I'm just grateful that it was caught on like early. Otherwise, my, my thyroid would be like really bulging out of my neck. So it was more of like I'm running so much, like I'm so restless that I can't handle it anymore. Like I, it's affecting my whole, whole relationship with me, and it's just I'm getting tired all the time. It's just not me, because like I'm I'm a very active person. It's like I it click onto me like why am I being so weak? Where and like this doesn't this is this doesn't sound right. Like my whole body is just crushing down, yeah. and it's just attacking self. Where and like I'm completely healthy. 
And, and isn't that crazy? Like yeah. for me, it was just the biggest breakthrough. And it's also another awakening for me to really dig deep what is going on inside other than physically thinking about it. It was actually an opportunity for me to really find myself what's going on inside. I really see things holistically. So I find things that if there's something wrong with my physical, then there's also something wrong in here. Not knowing what you have was very scary. And yeah. And I tried to stay away from Googling to self-diagnose and I was Googling all my symptoms. And of course, I went to the worst possible thing that could happen to it was nothing. So I was just back and forth and my mind was just constantly running, constantly worrying. Like that wasn't in my body. And I started seeing that I was going more the pessimistic route where I was just like, well, that's it. Like I'm done. Like my, my life is over almost, you know, because it was very debilitating. There was a point where I couldn't hold a toothbrush or like my husband, he would help me like take the blanket off me because I couldn't even push it off me. It was just so, it was very, it was to the point where I couldn't really do much on my own. And, you know, I'm sitting there like, I'm like, I'm turning 30 this year, that year. And I can't even do just the simplest things like in the mornings would be the hardest because mm. it was so hard for me to walk like the bottom of my feet would hurt. And just like you, I lost a lot of weight, but I wasn't working out. So I think that should have been a marker for me because I lost like a bunch of weight, but I wasn't working out. And I just thought like, you know, people are saying, hey, you look good. So I'm just like, oh, I'll take it. But, you know, physical appearance is not something that we should all ever judge a person's mental, physical. Like that's the one thing I learned is just being, you know, being able to be back in my body and just, I went through this hole where I was like, I felt like I was depressed because I just needed help with every little thing mm. like from like just putting on clothes or, you know, just taking like carrying stuff for me. Like, it, it, and I, the fact that I didn't look sick was, you know, in my family's eyes, we're kind of like, well, but you look okay. I totally understand how you feel about that. And it's just, in a matter of time where I just accepted it, I allowed them to just see me that way in the back of my thought, no, I have to make sure that these people understand what I'm going through inside. What was your uptake on that part? Did you ever really fully explain yourself that this is not an easy disease and it's not an easy thing to go through? And I hope you guys would like, you know, understand this on a very profound way. And what, what did you do? Like, how were you able to give these people a big revelation of what you're going through? At the beginning, I was very close off. And I don't like nobody needs to know what I'm going through, but my family. So at the beginning, I didn't feel the need to share with anyone because, you know, I was very um, victim mentality, like, woe is me? Why is this happening to me out of all people? You know, I have so much to do still. And that once I got past that, because this was a, a huge part that pretty much catapulted me to my spiritual awakening and like pretty much pushed me off this ledge because it really gave me a lot of time with myself, home by myself a lot. So I had a lot of time to just think more deeper, like what are the, the parts inside of me that are imbalanced for it to show up in a physical way in this big. But I do feel that it's a good way to educate others just because that I look okay 
just because I'm doing the same things as you doesn't mean we go through the same, the same things every day. And I'm grateful that I have like my husband and uh, who cares a lot and is very trying, being very understanding. And I can't even imagine, you know, seeing someone that you care about and love going through the, the things that they're going through, mm-hmm. but look completely fine. You know, it's the kind of like your eyes and your mind, you're going to have to try to separate them in this way. Yeah. And my family too, like my family is very understanding where I'm almost spoiled like that. I like if I'm carrying like a bag, like mm-hmm. one of my brothers or my sister or my cousin, Kim, or, you know, my husband, everybody will take it away from me. Like they just like, don't let me carry anything. Wow. Or um, if I'm just doing something, they always ask, like, do you need me to do it for you? And all I really have to say is just like today, I'm just not feeling well. And it took a lot of time because like me, I'm the oldest sister. I'm the oldest sister out of four mm-hmm. kids. And I was very, I'm very like, I'm the leader. Like, or I see myself as that where I have to do, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And I'm going to like almost like take charge. And for me to have to take a step back was huge for my ego and not being able to do the things that I wanted, but explaining also how you're feeling without feeling bad Mm. or, you know, and just honoring my feelings. Like, you know what? I just don't feel well right now. And no matter how someone's going to take it, that's up to them. That's for them to take it like, you know, well, you look okay, then you can say what you want to say, or you can think whatever you want to think in your head. I know that I look fine. But for me, I have to tell you that I'm not feeling well. And, you know, we're not going to do this today. Like I've canceled so many events or like family gatherings where I just stayed home. And I didn't have to give the explanation. I just said, no, today is not um, a good day for me. And for the most part, people have been understanding, but I also have to remind like my family sometimes because I think they forget mm. that my whole day is different than everybody else's. Yeah. For me, it was almost a, an accomplishment to get up and shower yeah. for the day. And sometimes after that, I can't even do anything anymore. I commend you for just really trying your best, also being a role model for your sisters. That masculine energy in you that you had to lean back because of this disease, I learned how to lean back or just like be really on my feminine. Because I always felt I had to really push through. I always Mm -hmm. have to be strong. I always have to really strive harder. No, I'm not going to show anybody weakness regardless of what I'm going through. What you did is like you really showed to people how what it takes to be vulnerable which is to show that it's okay to not be okay and and that's how I see what you went through and I also felt the same it was hard for me to crack open to everyone I was closed off as well in the beginning all of the things that I plan in my life it's all crushing down on me like I can't do anything anymore like it's not the same thing anymore I have to like plan again I don't have plan b I'm a planner like I literally like I plan things ahead but now I learned how to just let the life flow through me that like your victim mentality at that too. Like I felt like what's happening? Why is this happening to me? Like I'm always on, like I'm doing this, doing that. Or in fact, I was living subconsciously. I'm not really attuned and really aligned with who I am. My disease, I see it as a divine intervention for me to really break that masculine toxic energy and to just flow with my feminine and lean in and connect more within and showing that vulnerability. I I became open to love, to belonging and how you felt. Like you felt like you were spoiled. You You became open to people to really ask for help that it's okay. Filipinos. Filipino cultural. Yeah, absolutely. 
we have to like project <laughs> that we're really doing great regardless. Yeah. It's and it's sometimes the hardest part is to ask help because I have to really not do anything for six months straight and just be on bed. Like my doctor said, you have to be on bed rest for six months or else you're gonna have a heart attack that's mm. how it was crazy for me i have no control over my vitals like you would really go yeah. through the roof or i would have that thyroid crisis i think that's one of the main things that i've learned is that just asking for help and it's okay if i don't have all the answers and that was a tough yeah. lesson for me as a up to that point for the you know like uh 30 years of my life mm -hmm. i was very uh headstrong and i still am headstrong but i was very um take the lead i don't have any mistakes i'm like mm -hmm. pure, I'm fearless i have like there's nothing that can bother me or if i did i would never let anyone see it. i would rarely cry or if i did like nobody ever knew or even seen me cry and it was mm -hmm. a big wake-up call for me to activate that feminine part of me that I can't always be my masculine. I can't be always fiery. I can't always, I don't have, when you know, you figure out that you actually don't have control of anything. That was a big, huge, huge lesson for me to learn that to just let things, you know, let things flow. And mm -hmm. it's not the same as just like not caring or letting things go, but also being open to changes. Like if something were to come up, okay, you know, deal with it then and there instead of harping on, I can't believe that this is happening or mm -hmm. I can't believe that this happened, this shouldn't have happened. Instead of thinking about that, think about like, okay, what can I do now um, to better my situation? You know, and it's, yeah. it's taught me a lot in that way that, you know, you can never prepare, you just prepare for the unexpected, really. I know you dealt with this like vulnerability. How were you able to grasp into it? So it's such grace. I feel like you were able to really show that you're heading in stronger. Were you already diving into your spiritual journey? I feel like that it was a huge part of my awakening because I felt like I was kind of like on that path but it was like very like dipping my toe in the water to see if it's cold or not and it was too cold so I would step back so it was never like fully you know, this happened and I had to sit with myself and my thoughts I got like shoved in the, you know the water mm -hmm. and I'm so grateful that it did but you know and I'm and thank you for saying that it was so graceful back in 2018 and what I could say is that having everyone that you know my family and especially my husband like he's done so much you know for me like we've been together for a long time and for him to change the way he pretty much looked at me and had to adapt to my little changes that I probably didn't think that he would have to do for me like feeding me or just like little things like just little things like that and listening to me and you know hearing my like me like worrying and crying at night because of like I'm in so much pain and he can't do anything about it like he's done so much in helping me on this journey but my awakening did like it just catapulted straight through this time and i remember kim she gifted me um a super powerful crystal at the time she was looking up crystals for lupus but she gave an rlite 23 and she's given me a few crystals before she's the one that got me into crystals um in the first place but when she gifted me this rlite 23 it has like 23 different minerals in it off the top of my head of like amethyst some words i can't pronounce like mm -hmm. coccinite or something like that but there's so many minerals and it was so powerful that I feel like she, when she gave it to me, I instantly changed my perception of my situation. That is probably the biggest, biggest thing in changing my current 
or my situation that I was in, but just my perception and my mindset. Yeah. You know, I was in a, I was in a spiral where, um, I felt like there was no light at the end of the tunnel oh. from my doctors, from like, you know, and then I have my family worrying and that didn't help because it made me worry. And it was just, and I was just going to the ER. It was like, there was just so many things that was just back to back to back to where when I changed my mindset mm-hmm. and I changed from victimization to gratitude that I'm still like, I'm still here. I'm waking up. I'm still pushing through and doing the best that I can. Mm -hmm. I felt like I slowly started feeling better every day. Wow. Like just being grateful for everything that I have. And um, even now, like I, like I practice gratitude Mm -hmm. on a daily, but I, the things that I didn't think to be grateful for, like write in my journal, because sometimes my fingers wouldn't work things like that or standing in the shower for longer than five minutes felt really good because my legs wouldn't get tired so just the smallest things that I was grateful for filled my mind up with so much gratitude and positivity that I didn't have time to worry about all the negative parts that I was feeling and if I wasn't feeling well I'd acknowledge it you know like okay this is not feeling well so let me just take a step back and sit down can I just say how grateful I am for you to share that because people sometimes find it hard to be grateful or neglect the things how their body is doing for them and what you what you how you change yourself like how you were able to really see that in a bigger picture. I'm so proud of you, Patricia. Like that is amazing. Like I feel like everyone should know that that is brave. That's very courageous of you. And, and you really seeing the light in your situation is how it's supposed to in relevance to what we are going through right now and in this world like what you went through is incomparable like i everybody should appreciate everything every little thing in their body it's not actually little it's huge people will Mm -hmm. only find the value of something until it's gone until it's not fully functioning as you change your mindset as you were able to really see the power of the light in your situation it just you just walk with fear you walk with fear head and that's Mm -hmm. And that's, I'm so proud of you. I appreciate you for opening that. And I feel like why I love being waking up with a gratitude attitude because this changed the whole frequency, the whole perception. Instead of complaining what we don't have, appreciate what we have. And that's right. how it thrives more. Right. And I, and I love that how you say that walk, you know, walk with fear because I did, I never looked at it in that way until you mentioned it. But yeah. that is like perfect to go um, like a perfect example of and um, the perfect way to put it really because walking with fear that's true I was so fearful of my situation and you know and I was resisting it I was resisted everything like I didn't want to I didn't want to do I didn't want to talk about it I like you know and I just kept holding everything in because I just knew like no I'm going to get better I'm going to get better I don't need um, everyone's pity sympathy like I didn't want to show people that I wasn't feeling well. I was always like, oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. And that's always my go-to you know, response. And now when I get asked that question, if I'm not feeling well, I'll say, oh, I'm not feeling too well, you know, but I don't make it like, you know, I don't harp on it. It's just yeah. a statement because like, that's just what I'm feeling right now. But I know. And the other thing I remind myself is that um, everything is temporary. Yes. My lupus, I've been told that it's, you know, a lifetime disease, mm-hmm. but you know, me feeling like in, in pain or me not in, being able to get out of bed, that's just temporary. I'm not, mm-hmm. not going to be here forever. So I just remind myself, 
that certain pains and things are just temporary. And it's just a reminder that you just need to slow down. Just yeah. take your time, take to take more time to yourself and being able to voice how you're feeling without judgment is such a huge, like a breath of fresh air to be able to do yeah. that, to be able to like share your vulnerabilities or just share that, you know, I can't do it alone or I can't do certain things and I'm not feeling well, despite how I look. Having that voice and and having that space to be able to share that is yeah. really important for anyone that's going through anything, whether it's autoimmune disease or even just, just with your mental health. Just being able to share that with without any judgment is so freeing and I feel like can help in so many situations. Yeah. I've learned this from Brene Brown that there's a myth about vulnerability. They always see vulnerability as weakness. And I felt right. that. I actually believed in that. And it's because pe people shame people when they become too emotional or when they ask for help, they, they find them, oh, you're weak, you're not strong, you're not in independent enough. So it's vulnerability birthed the authentic self. You're speaking your own truths, speaking self, and that's where the freedom comes in in and it changes your whole mindset i also learned from abraham where she said like what you think what you believe will become the action and will become it will manifest into your life and part of me i'm being accountable on my journey as well going through this autoimmune disease i was holding controlling like what you said like on the outcome of being better i was just really grasping into it like i projected that I am okay, but where I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't able to really process like what I'm going through. So it was just like, I was pretending at some point, it was kind of like imposter syndrome where, well, because we want some hope, right? In this situation, yes. but so many people are feeding us that it's not going to get better. Yeah. So we are kind of like feeding into that. But once we change our mindset, like you said, you change your mindset, you look things differently you you think you you think outside the box everything flows through you like for me it's like I saw the light in my strength I find so many opportunities after I really focused on myself where I just surrendered that's the word for me I surrendered it's like just hands up right hands like, up. I'm, okay I'm gonna like, let it go it's not about giving up exactly I used to associate the word surrender to like oh so you lost like you just like gave up and as, and for me that was hard for me to understand what surrender really meant but surrendering isn't you know giving up it's just like letting letting loose of the grip like just loosening the grip and allowing like so many more opportunities like to be present because when you're so in control you only see one path but you know there's like 10 million different types of paths that we can yes. take because we're so focused and narrow-minded on that one goal there's so many other ways to get to it. There might be shortcuts. And when you surrender, all of these things are going to, are going to make itself known to you. And okay. so that's another, and I'm glad you brought up surrendering because surrender was so yeah. hard for me. I feel like we, we were kind of the same. So it's so true. The law of attraction, really, like if you're not feeling good of how you want your desire to be, it won't manifest in your life because I have yes. conflicting thought. I always had that. Oh my God, am I getting better yet? Until I'm like just exhausted. The exhaustion is, is just important. You just start, you're, you know, there's a difference between manifesting like, you know, your end goal, but then, mm. or are you just, you know, pushing it to the side that you don't want to feel like it's important to feel everything and not put it so much high on a pedestal yeah. where it's unreachable. It's yeah. like, it's that blind faith and that, you know, 
and hope that things are going to get better. Patricia, with all the things that you went through, and I know it wasn't that easy, but for someone who went through that and really thrive well, and what are your advice for the people who don't see any hope or still find it hard to really think outside the box and have faith in their situation? My advice or what I try to tell myself is that, and I know it's so cliche, the whole everything happens for a reason, really believing that and knowing that there's a reason and a cause to everything that's going on, that the the plan is already mapped out, right? Mm -hmm. And because you're going through something just shows that you have immense strength. And what you're, you're only brought to what you can get through. Like if you're going through something, you already have the strength to, to overcome it. Mm -hmm. And so my advice is just to just change your perception. If you're feeling that it's going, you know, not so great route, that is kind of being on the more negative side, like our perception is everything. Um, our judgment or other people's judgment about us is, is a, has a big effect on us too. So just being, really grounded and just really knowing who you are regardless of what anybody says regardless of what people may say about you think about you say out loud not letting that affect you and just continuously being true to yourself honoring your body's needs your mind's needs what your spirit wants um unapolog unapologetically like not being sorry for saying no to an outing that i committed to two months ago or not being sorry that I don't want to do something that's just because you want to do it. And even that goes with just my family too. Like if I'm not feeling well to go over there, then I will say no. So honoring your needs, knowing that everything is happening as it's supposed to, and just have faith and hope that everything is going to work out in your favor. Once you just keep that and have that you know, gratitude, attitude, every day when you wake up, you'll notice that you start just being grateful for every single little thing that you have in your space, in your life. For faith itself, I know you're also on a spiritual path and you've been doing a lot of daily tarot reading and Instagram. And I love really going to that. Sometimes I intuitively, I feel like checking into my spirit guides message to me <laughs> and I feel like you channeled and everything is on point. Can you tell us more about the huge jump start of your journey in tarot reading or what was that aha moment oh wow like I feel called into doing this um yeah and you know it's funny that we're talking about this now I think I started my Instagram a year ago mm -hmm. uh, maybe like in a few in a week or two it would have been it's gonna be a year I can't believe that's so crazy how fast um all of this happened and in the middle of my spiritual journey you know I was work. I worked a lot and I still do work with crystals a lot Kim actually she's I guess she gifted me everything, all of my first, but she did gifts me um, an Oracle deck. And um, with the Oracle deck, you know, I would pull a card of the day for myself and then just kind of journal it out what it is that I'm feeling from that moment. And when I started getting into more Oracle decks, I started getting interested into the study of tarot. So I bought myself a deck and then I started um, studying it, uh, I guess the book wise. I bought books, I looked up the meanings, I tested myself and, and, I, and I would also use my own intuition or I started to try to trust myself and what the, yeah. stuff, the, the messages I was getting when I would pull the cards. And then I started maybe like pulling some cards for some family members. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they also started saying that it was um, like it would be on point. And mm -hmm. then I remember I got um, like a reading done for myself. It wasn't a tarot reading. 
um, it was just like a clairvoyant reading, you know, that I'm studying. Like, I just want to study tarot because it's interesting to me. And I love uh, being able to interpret like one card, like 10,000 different ways. Mm-hmm. And he immediately mentioned you need to start, you know, sharing it with everyone. And I wasn't really thinking about doing that. And by, by that point, I was maybe studying it for like a month or two like it wasn't very long and what what um what there he told me is like, he said that no you already you don't need the books you already knew know what you know the meanings are of each card and you just use your intuition but a lot of people are going to benefit from you doing readings and I think at one of our events I offered to do readings and I remember the very first person that I read for, who was a stranger. It was such an amazing reading and she gets tarot readings uh, regularly. So Mm -hmm. she, um, for her to like come back and and let me know, like, you know, it was on point and just, and, and that's not for me, what, what I really get out of it is if I'm able to help anyone in any way. um, And that's just what my goal is, is just to help people in their you know gives like daily messages or just something that will help them get through the day or spark something inside of them for them to pay attention to is really what makes me happy and because I feel like everyone already is an has is an oracle isn't like they have their own intuition and they already know everything that I'm saying it's just that I'm just in the background you know reiterating it and that's really what I feel tarot is is that it just helps you highlight certain aspects that you might have overlooked and it's a funny story that and Kim mentioned this to me I think in like I don't know middle school or high school Mm -hmm. uh, for my cousins I used to read with uh, just playing cards like regular playing cards um yeah, like it would just be, I don't know who taught this to me. Someone taught it to me. Uh, but it was just like, I would use like regular playing cards to do like love readings, you know. I don't know how much, it, like for some reason, we all had some kind of love issue in high school. I, I think <laughs> it is all the time. It's like all the time, like, oh, what does he think about me? Or, you know, so it was always like a love reading. For all my cousins, it was, uh, it's funny that if they're going to be listening, but I would, they would like tap the person's name and then I would do like card readings and they would always say what's on point, you know? And so Kim would say like, you just kind of always had it in you to read cards yeah. in that way. Just you're, it's like you're remembering it now. And at the beginning, it was kind of scary to come out with. Like I'm a very, um, uh, with, with my family, like I'm like a reservation from, yes the people's judgment of what are they going to think about it it's a woo-woo thing it's a witchcraft thing I've heard it before when I was like doing readings for people like I hear like in the back like it's like oh I don't mess with that stuff like you know like it was it was hard in the beginning to you know like start my tarot reading and I didn't start it with the intention of making it um like you know like into a business or you know, and if people wanted to get personal readings from me, I would love to do that for them. And that's why I added the exchange of um, for payments, just so there's a, some type of exchange. But I didn't create my page with that intention. I created it just so I can help other people and like share other people, share with others like daily insights. Because that's what helped me, honestly, to get through just my everyday, especially at the beginning of lupus, is just like daily inspirationals or... Um, 
daily affirmations, little snippets of readings here and there, even if it's just like a sentence or two and something I can get out of it mm. helps me a lot. So I just wanted to share that uh, with other people. That's really great because I know it takes a lot of energy to also conjure that wisdom and just share that to everyone and not think about other people's opinion. I learned that we are our own consul. For hearing all of this experience of yours, I felt comforted on the fact that I wasn't alone and, and that's how I when when we had a reading remember and you even mm-hmm. said that you had lupus and I felt like oh my god I felt more connected the universe is telling me that you're on the right path we, we, we got you we got you we always have your back you just have to really see through your eyes that's yeah. how I want people as well to see that in regardless of what they're going through or what their situation is that when you surrender and have really that connection and faith that everything is going to open there's unlimited opportunities and growth for you if you just see that that positive outcome or just like change your mindset it will change your life completely feeling that you get from that is like unexplainable like i can't even explain that euphoric feeling that you get from just being completely like I don't know like not knowing where you're falling but being okay with it yeah is such a it's such an amazing feeling because you're just like but I'm okay you know and like no matter what happens I'm gonna be okay yeah. regardless of what you're going through and I love that you said that like just changing like your you know your mindset and not even like you know being positive is is a great help but you know like being able to feel all the other like you know vibrations too like with with my tarot I think I stopped posting for maybe three months or four months I don't know how many months I took a long break that I didn't intend on taking but I needed time to just kind of get back to myself yeah and and, you know just you know just break and I thought break would have been like a week because I was doing daily readings and it ended up being months which I'm perfectly okay with and I'm so happy I I took but I learned a lot at the same time like I'm not the same person I was before COVID started and I'm pretty sure you're not so many changes so many changes can you just imagine that like once we really focus on ourselves the change you just quantum leap you change from this person from 25 years that you think that you were to this person mm-hmm. within a one year of span of time or like six months or seven months mm-hmm. like it's so yeah. true like you really manifest things completely once you just fine-tune on yourself and what you really want to become and feel and just really commit to that you will really conjure everything and then just the universe will follow through with you because the universe will never will never do anything unless you are ready for it everything that is happening to us is for us so if you find resisting it just meant that you are still having that black mindset that ego that ego is just sabotaging you from your fullest potential and it's just us it's always us we are always battling with ourselves and that i'm a true testament for that and that's why i learned how to surrender because if i surrender i don't let this ego no go in my back seat and i'll let my my steering wheel and i'll drive on my own and let the universe lead me to the path 
So exactly. how I feel now, I feel this sense of freedom that I honestly feel so authentic. And I feel that, that, that how you share on your tarot reading with people. And I'm so like, it takes a lot of energy. And then because just by talking to people, it's, it's an exchange of energy and, and you doing that is amazing. And with your situation, you're still thriving. You're, you're moving with your life, your daily life. Tell us that one biggest thing that you want to share to people throughout your journey from your spiritual to having an autoimmune disease and still going through it. What was that biggest advice that you could give to us or for anybody out there? We're still struggling to find themselves or we're still, you know, still having reservation to really speak that vulnerability. To never give up that just to keep going because there is, it might seem tough right now, or it might seem hard for the time being, but everything can change in a minute, a day, you know, a second Things, So many things can change um, instantly if you just keep going, like never give up mm-hmm. and continuously just to be grateful as hard as it may seem at times, um, especially during the most difficult times, gratitude and being grateful for the things that we have are harder to pinpoint. But switching your mindset from spiraling down in a difficult situation to just being grateful for the things that you do have mm-hmm. can instantly change uh, your mood and your situation. And you can start to manifest exactly what it is that you want. Because like you said, what you think becomes, what mm-hmm. we constantly you know, think of is going to come into our being, our space. So why, why fill it with worries and fears of the unknown when we can be just living who we are, um, attracting exactly what we want based on what we think. Mm-hmm. So just never giving up and just continuously being grateful for every like every single thing that you have on a constant basis and not just when you're feeling great. Right. Um, being grateful all the time is so, so very important and can change your life drastically. Yes. I, what is your biggest advice to your 21-year-old self? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so my 21-year-old self, which would be 11 years ago, <laughs> my 21-year-old self is don't care or put uh, emphasis too much on what other people think about you. Yeah. Um, no matter what, every other, everybody's opinion is just going to be that, their opinion. They're living in their own world. They're seeing through their own eyes. And nothing you say or do or change is going to make them stop what they're, what, you know, their picture of you or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, stop caring about what other people think and just do you. Yeah. Because that is the only, that you're, you're, you know yourself the best. And, you spend the most time with yourself. So why not care for that person the most? The whole filling your own cup before filling anyone else's. Like I put myself up high on my list over every, anyone. Mm-hmm. And I will always keep it like that. And, uh, you know, for my journey for my 21-year-old self, it, it was a journey. But definitely just, you know, keep doing, keep doing you and believe in yourself. Don't, don't uh, worry about what other people say or don't take anybody else's judgment as gospel. 
and don't take it in as your own. Thank you, Patricia. Oh my gosh. I'm so grateful for you. Wow. Like this was so substantial. I appreciate all of your, your vulnerability and the shares that you gave to us. I am so grateful, but yes, please let us know where to connect with you and see your daily tarot reading. Yeah. Um, you can see my daily tarot readings on uh, tarot with Trisha on Instagram. Um, I own Feel Your Happiness with my cousin Kim um, on Instagram. So you can definitely just reach out there, uh, reach out to me through there. Also, I think I put my email address on my Tarot with Trisha page. But um, if you have any questions, I would love to talk about anything Tarot, even if you just want to know what it's about. Um, just DM me and we can start talking then. I love talking about it. Um, but yeah, and thank you so much, Crave, for having me and allowing um, me to be in this space with you and share this space where I'm able to talk about some of the things that I never really voiced before until today. Um, so I feel very honored that you've asked me to come on here and share with you and share with everyone, really, um, you know, my vulnerabilities. And that was a big thing for me <laughs> to do, to share my journey. But um, I'm grateful that you you invited me on here and um, I'm grateful for our connection and that we have this space now to be able to do. Thank you so much everyone for tuning in today. Still continuously leaving your comments and feedbacks about any episode that I publish. I am always grateful for that. So if you love this episode, again, please rate, subscribe and leave a comment. And when you're tuning in, tag me on your story. Let me know what you think. I would really appreciate it. Also, if you want to connect with Trisha or Patricia, you could also check her page. Her handles are on the description down below. And they have a pop-up this Sunday, October 4th at 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., which is going to be hosted by Grow Off Sis and 400 Contra Costa Street, Vallejo, California. Also, I'm going to put that address down in the description if you want to go check her out and the crystal shop that I really love that you guys would really have a magical experience taking or buying any from their shop. They're really wonderful women that I really adore so much, especially Filipino women who are thriving in our community. So thank you so much. I hope to see you on the next episode. Also, watch out. I'm going to be launching soon my second season. I'm working on publishing it out also on as a video podcast. So be on the lookout. Thank you so much. Gratefully, Cray.